All right. As I was saying, in the 13th chapter of Matthew, we have the Lord Jesus Christ teaching his disciples and us through a series of parables. Parables are short stories. They are simple uh, illustrations that talk about an earthly uh concept or something natural that the hearers can relate to. But underneath those natural stories, there is deep spiritual truth. And this is what we have in the 13th chapter of Matthew. We've already talked about the first few verses of this chapter where he talks about the parable of the sower, the man that went out and sowed seed. Some fell on good ground, some fell on stony ground, some fell, you know, in shallow places and so forth. Tonight, we have another parable. It's not the same parable as we've already discussed. They may sound similar. There may be some similarities. But this is another description of the kingdom of heaven. So let's read it. The parable of the weeds. Some of your translation may say tares. It says Jesus, in fact, uh, Chaplain Malcolm has put the text on the screen. So I'll just use what he has on the screen. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like this. A man sowed good seed in his field. One night when everyone was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the plants grew up and the ears of corn began to form, then the weeds showed up. The man's servants came to him and said, Sir, it was good seed you sowed in your field. Where did the weeds come from? It was some enemy who did this, he answered. Do you want us to go and pull up the weeds, they asked him. No, he answered, because as you gather the weeds, you might pull up some of the wheat along with them. Let the wheat and the weeds both grow together until harvest. Then I will tell the workers to pull up the weeds first and tie them in bundles and burn them and then to gather in the wheat and put it in my barn. I want us to notice tonight the parable of the wheat and weeds, or the parable of the wheat and the tares, as it is commonly called. Let's go back to that first verse, verse 24. And we're going to walk slowly tonight through this text. Verse 24. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like this. A man 
sowed good seed in his field. So the first picture that comes to our minds is that we have a man who is planting good seed in his field. The word good and his are important words in this text. The seed is good seed. The field is his field. This is not a man out planting seed somewhere without any uh, knowledge of the soil. It's not a man that's out just throwing seeds anywhere. It's not a man that just happened to have been given some seeds and decided he's going to plant them. But it's a man who knows the quality of the seed that he's planting. And he knows the quality of the soil in which he is planting the seed. A man sowed good seed in his field. Let me pause and let's get some feedback. I know we're moving slow, but I want us to do this because it's very important. How does this parable strike you in just these opening verses? Let's look at every little nuance. Remember the parable of the sower. This is a different parable. What did you see in just that first verse, verse 24? Anyone? It's a pitch, yes. Absolutely correct, Chaplain Malcolm. Anyone else? Please, look, we, we're looking at one parable right now. Dr. Fillmore. Yes, I have pretty much the same as um, the chaplain stated. I thought about, at the beginning, I thought about Adam and Eve. I thought about the Garden of Eden, which was great, was which was good. Everything was good. But then the enemy came in and took away that goodness by just stating 
he did something that really messed up the good with what he the enemy had done and i guess as we get further down because I'm, i've read further down and you get to see how but they didn't destroy the good they just let them both grow and then they could pick everything out and it's really the story the bible story i mean many stories go on this many stories in the bible and life absolutely Absolutely, the parable of the weed. The kingdom of heaven is like this. Jesus said, I'm getting ready to tell you a story. Somebody said, well, Jesus, what is heaven like? He said, this is what heaven is like. Heaven is like this. Here it is. A man sowed good seed in his field. I like what you said, Dr. Fillmore. When God created man, he said it is good. So the kingdom of heaven is a place. It is good. Good seed. And the field belongs to the man who planted it. Any other comments before we move further? Because it's going to get deep. This is a great parable. We're just walking slowly through it. Anything else that you see in that one verse, we're going to continue, but we want you to make sure that you grasp these spiritual truths. Uh, I, um, am I muted? No, no, you are. You're, we hear you. Yeah, I find something interesting also. Why seed? and not a stone or anything else. You know, why do you so why you why do you have to go and sow versus just place something there? So he was deliberate about the fact that what he is placing in his field need to produce something. Because you could have put rocks out there to decorate to make it look good. You know, we have places where we have nice water fountains and different things that look very good. But his focus was not just something looking good, but on things producing something. Chaplain, I, that is great insight. I had not really thought about it that way. But it, 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 it parallels with what you just said, Dr. Fillmore, in the garden. The mandate was to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Adam and Eve were given a command to replenish. God wants his kingdom to grow. Yes. All of the ingredients necessary for growth, he provided. Yes. He put good seed in his field. God created the heavens and earth. God created the earth. And it was good. Do you see where we're going? Thank you for that observation. Let's look at the next verse. The next verse, verse 25. Can you, uh, okay. He says, one night, yes, one night, 
when everyone, let me, again, I'm trying to multitask with this item here. I'm going to have to give this up. I'm trying to do, um, is your screen still showing? I don't see it again. Uh, yes, it? Yeah, it may be me. Okay. I'm trying to, okay. One night, when everyone was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. Here we are again. Good seed planted in a field that was good. But something happened. One night, when everyone was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. What do you see there? This is a beautiful parable. The field was good. The seed was good. But all of a sudden, I see that things we noticed that while they were sleeping, mm -hmm. when everyone sleep, the enemy came. Yes. I want you to make, I think they want to make sure you noticed that there was a time yeah. where when they were sleeping, that when the enemy came in. When they were asleep. Everybody was asleep. The enemy came, he sold some weeds, and he left. You know, I um, I know that this particular illustration is what it is, but I'm seeing some other some things that could come out of it, could be pulled out of it. Yes, he's saying when they were physically asleep, they actually went to bed, they went to sleep. They weren't paying attention because, you know, we all get tired. Night is made for us to sleep. But also I can see some thing here, implications where we can be awake and fall asleep. What I'm saying is we can be awake, as in physically awake, but we're not paying attention. And the enemy gets a chance to still sow seeds of discord, seeds of negative seeds, uh, things. So weeds in the soil of our hearts because we are not paying attention. We fall asleep. As he said, guard our hearts, guard your hearts. So yes, this particular illustration is talking about when they physically went to sleep. What mm -hmm. I'm seeing where we, if we are not awake and alert and paying attention, the enemy, which is, which is um, media, radio, television, uh, all kinds of things can sow weeds inside our hearts, inside our good soil, if we fall asleep while we're, with our eyes are still, while our eyes are still open. So I see some uh, some similarities here, where though we may not be physically asleep, we can be spiritually asleep, and weeds can get sown. That's again the beauty of the parable. 
He often says, he that has an ear, let him hear. So we've got these good seed planted in this field that this man owns. He knows it. The problem is not with the seed then. The problem is not with the soil. The problem is an enemy came when everyone was asleep and he sowed some weeds and then he went away. Another thing I'm looking at here, Pastor Montgomery, is the fact that whoever sowed the weeds didn't stay around. Right. They don't even realize what they did. They did what they did and they move on. Mm -hmm. And now the weed is in that darnell is in the soil in our hearts in there germinating. And we won't realize that that was sown until we start seeing the leaves yes. going on. Yes. Beautiful parable. Beautiful parable. Next verse, it gets it gets, it gets even deeper. Notice what he says. When the plants grew and the ears of corn began to form, <coughs> then the weeds showed up. When the plants grew, When the plants grew and the ears of corn began to form, the weeds showed up. Do you all see where we're going with this parable? Um, there's something here in, um, in this definition for the word used for weeds, mm -hmm. the word Darnell. Yes. Is that here? And they're saying that it is kind of indistinguishable from wheat. Mm -hmm. When it's just growing up, it's hard to recognize the difference, what they look like. They look so similar, it's hard to differentiate them. So that could also be another reason why uh, Jesus said, let them grow up. When it's grown big, then you'll be able to identify it's not producing any corn, so you'll know the difference. But while it's growing, you can't distinguish it. That's it. That's it. Dr. Fillmore. Yeah, yeah I, was, I always come in later, but that's something I saw too in that at one point you couldn't distinguish what was good and what wasn't. Yes, it was It was getting to the point where you could. When we take that to the day, even in the church, you know, sometimes everybody, they go in the church, church is a great place, everything is good, but then when some of those weeds get in the church, initially they are the ones that's doing everything. They're the great people. They're doing everything. But as it grows, and this is what the chaplain says, you can distinguish against, is this about the kingdom or is this about the, the other part? That's not the kingdom. So I think that, that this is how it's growing. The story is developing. But we can see this in our lives today, how we develop when we're good and something comes in that is not good. And initially, it seems like, hey, this is a better way of handling this. This is great. Let's do it this way. But as it grows, and we'll see this further in, as we get into this parable, it really is not the same. That is absolutely what this parable is teaching us. 
when the plants grew, when things were looking good, it was looking green, looking luscious. Ooh, we got a great church. We got a great family. We got a great society. We got a great community. Things are working. Things were looking good. Then all of a sudden, you start taking a closer look and you realize, hey, this is not corn. This is weeds. What might that suggest to us? Well, one thing is, me since I deal with my garden all the time, my flowers, there are times when you go out there and uh, you know you planted flowers and then it, uh, when it starts raining, it gets so pretty and all of a sudden you see something. I have had some things in my pot that I thought was a flower. I looked at that thing for the long. I said, this is not a flower. And over a period of time, I looked out there and I saw somewhere else. That's a weed. I had no idea that was a weed. But it looked, it was all up in between my flower. And it was after a while, you let it stay there so long, it started choking the flower out. But anyway, I just... No, that's, that's what this parable is about. He that has an ear or she that has an ear, let her, let her hear. Anybody else? Do y'all, anyone, we want you to feel free to talk. This is the Holy Spirit talking to us. This is Jesus. Jesus is saying, this is what heaven is like. Yes. No, that was great what Sister Montgomery just said because it, I, can, I can relate to that too. And it, it was great. What seems to be really is not, but it takes a while before you realize that. Yes. Let's go on. Next verse, please. When the plants grew up and the ears of corn began to form, the weeds showed up. Next verse. The man's servants came to him and said, Sir, it was good seed you sowed in your field. Where did the weeds come from? Y'all know I'm a preacher now. You know I'm a pastor. You know my heart bleeds when I read these verses. The man's servant said, Sir, we know you planted good seed. What happened? You planted good seed in your field. Where did these weeds come from? We can translate that to the church, to the world. God made creation perfect. It was good. But all of a sudden, after a period of time, things began to show up that we didn't even know were there. They want to know where these weeds come from. You didn't put them there. You planted good seed. You planted good seed in your field. Where did these weeds come from? Anyone comment? We're trying to keep the dialogue going. Where did the weeds come from? The servants were stunned. If you desire to speak, you just go right ahead. Don't wait for me to recognize you. If you want to speak, please speak. If it's not lined up with the word of God, then you can see it. But mm -hmm. if you don't know the word of God, 
if you don't know what God tells you to do, it's going to be, you can't distinguish. And this might have been what happened because they were asleep when it started. They were not aware. And then when they woke up and it started growing and some of the little things that the flop, that the good seeds was doing, this wasn't magnifying the same way. And that's where you see it. But I think that, in my opinion, the, the word of God, as far as now, the church, when someone's doing something or when something's happening, it's not lining up with the, it's probably more than likely not good seed. But at the end, he's going to tell us when to go in and say, okay, let's, let's get it out. Yes, yes, yes. Anyone else? This is a great lesson. Great lesson. You know, what, I, what I'm thinking, Pastor Montgomery, is, is um, just imagine within the church body, you're preaching, you're teaching, you're doing all the things you're doing. And when I say you, I'm talking about any church. Uh, you know, they're doing the work. They're sowing the seed. They're doing everything. And then you still find one member of the flock or two or three of the flock just contrary, just going completely in the wrong direction, going south. And one would ask, how did this happen? And the thought just came to me. When we, I often say to the people like this, for me, I was raised that on Sundays, we used to have Sunday dinner at home with mama. I don't care who's trying to invite us out to go and eat on Sunday. We're going to eat at home with mama. It's Sunday, we're eating at home with mama. What came to me is that sometimes the enemy is able to sow seeds of discord because we keep on listening to other things and comparing other things and allow the seed to get in there. And as, it's, as we keep listening to the junk, eventually it starts germinating and grow into something that manifests. And we realize that same one who was once walking there seeing that they were okay, seeing everything was good because they've been listening, allowing other seeds to, you know, enter in. They finally become disgruntled or whatever it may be and create a big rift because what they were listening to, allowing other things to sow into the And that's what, that's what is coming to me here that, you know, we could be in the body of Christ in the house and be getting good food. But we allow someone else to filter other things and we start listening to other things and eventually that soak in and we start seeing things differently. Thank you for your comments. The man's servants came and they said, I know it was good seed that you sowed. Where do these weeds come from? We're looking at Matthew chapter 13. This is verse 27. The parable of the Wheat and the tares, as some translation call it, the parable of the uh, the um, weeds. Wheat and the weeds. Any other comments before we go on? Verse 28. The Lord answered the question, or the man did in the parable. He said it was some enemy who did this. He answered, do you want us to go and pull up the weeds? They asked him. Again, look at this text. The man said, no, it was an enemy who did this. When there's confusion, when there's strife, when there's dissension, when there's disharmony 
It's not because of the Father. It's the enemy who's doing this. An enemy has done this. An enemy came in while they were asleep. You don't see the enemy. What? Because he's gone, so to speak. He threw a rock, as we were saying, he hid his hand. And so the men asked, or the servants asked, do you want us to go and pull up the weeds? Another lesson I see. There's some jobs that are not given to us. There's some jobs that are not given to us. What did he answer them? What did he say when he asked them that question? Verse 29. They want to know, do you want us to go and pull up the weeds? Verse 29. Please advance us to verse 29. No, he answered. Why? Because as you gather the weeds, you might pull up some of the wheat along with them. When you do your research, and I'm sure Chaplain Malcolm knows this too, we've been discussing this. Let me ask you all before, I, before we try to answer. Why does he say that? If you pull up the weeds, you might pull up the wheat along with it. Why do you think he said that anyone? Because when I'm in my garden and I'm pulling up uh, the weeds, there have been times when I'll be pulling up the weeds and some of them, a little bit of the flower comes up with them. Some part of the flower is torn because they have gotten so engrossed in my flower bed that when I'm trying to pull that weed up, I'm pulling up some of the flowers too. Thank you. Any other comments? This is a spiritual lesson. Chaplain Malcolm? Yes. Um, the, the weeds, the Darnells that we talk about, that look just like the weeds. The roots are so deep. They go so far down into the soil. They go deep down into the soil, deeper than the weeds. I mean, deeper than the wheat. And so, because they're so far down, when you're pulling them up, they'll pull up all the other soil along with the other things that's above it, which means a lot of wheat will be pulled up with them also. So he, he's instructing them, don't do that. But when it's time for us to reap everything, it would even make it easier to reap the harvest because the, just pulling up one of the wheat, the weeds, will pull up a lot of the wheat because it's going so far down. It's pulling up a lot of earth along with it. What parallels do we see? What illustration, what lessons, what message do you see and do you hear? He that has an ear, let him hear. How might we apply this? How might this speak to our hearts today? Is this parable speaking to us today? Dr. Fillmore. Because we're still growing. Everything is still growing. And so I see this as also meaning that there may be some weed that, you know, it, like the, I heard someone mention earlier that Sister Montgomery thinks says it intertwines with uh, the wheat with the good flowers and they 
that'll pull it. If you pull it too soon, you'll pull it out. I also heard the chaplain talk about the roots. And I think of it as we're still growing. Um, and you might miss some wheat or some good seed by pulling up too soon. And we don't know what the, uh, we don't know if it's weeds. Even Sister Montgomery kind of brought that up. Sometimes you really don't know. So you be about the business of what you're doing. You grow and then let God tell us when, because God's going to expose it anyway. And when he exposes it, then you'll be able to get the right uh, seed instead of the wrong seed. Thank you so much. Any other comments? I I have a question with this. My question is this. It sounds almost as if we're talking about church discipline too but it also when we look at this and we look at some this as never to use uh, discipline in the church but then again over in another uh, part that he tells us when it's time to deal with church discipline and so what I'm what I'm looking at this is you can't just run out there and do it quickly and think you know what you're doing to pull up the weed but it does come a time that he is going to separate. And there is a time when he tells us there is a time for church discipline. Yes, I think that we can certainly draw that lesson from this passage of scripture too. That's why I'm walking uh-huh. real slowly, verse by verse, so we won't get, won't miss it. Dr. Fillmore. Yes, and I'm looking at it. I didn't see, I mean, yes, of course you can parallel it with church discipline, but I'm thinking about my own judgment of things and how I can get involved in something that is not right because it came upon me at a time when I wasn't paying attention or when I was more about myself. And then I wonder later, and we'll get into at the end of uh, this parable, but I wonder later, I can relate myself to the Hoping I'm good seed, but I can see how bad seed can get in. Like I said, sometimes I can get about bad seed. That's a good observation, too. That's why I love the parables. Anyone else? I see the browsers are on. Sister Brazzle, Brother Brazzle. I'm not used to y'all being quiet. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I've just got here. I'm trying to get situated. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I'm listening. Uh, it's, it's good, uh, this parable. Uh-huh. Uh, Yes, sir. Yeah, I just didn't want to overlook you there. He said, no, don't do that. And he told him why. Because as you gather the weeds, you might pull up some of the wheat along with them. He's talking to his disciples. No, you don't do that. Yeah, another, another observation here, I think Pastor... Uh, uh, Sister Mungo probably alluded to it is if we will trust God, recognize there's a right time to do the right thing and the wrong time to do the right thing. Because removing the weeds is the right thing. But if they put it up at the wrong time, it can mess everything up. So the right time would be waiting until this harvest time to make that pull up. So you can separate them properly. So often we as believers think that because we're aware of something, it's the right time to try to fix it. And he's saying not necessarily so. Thank you again. That's another good observation. Why? Because you might pull up 
Let's read it again. He says, no, because as you gather the weed, you might pull up some of the weed along with them. Verse 30 brings it to its conclusion. Let the wheat and the weeds both grow together until harvest. There's the key. There is a time. No, we can't leave the weeds in the field forever. But let the wheat and the weeds both grow together until harvest. Then I, notice, he said, no, you can't do it. But then I, I will tell the harvest workers. I've got some people to do that. I've got some angels to do that. I've got some angels who are going to pull up the weeds first and bundle them, tie them in bundles and burn them and then gather in the wheat and put it in my barn. The kingdom of heaven then is not going to have weeds in it. But we're not the ones who are going to have to do the sorting. He says, I will tell the harvest workers to pull up the weeds first. Tie them in bundles and burn them. And then to gather in the wheat and put it in my barn. Let's talk about the parable in its totality now. What have we learned from this parable? Verses 24 through 30. What have we learned? say that I need to be constantly paying attention to make sure that I don't mistake weeds for weeds in my life. That's a good point. That's a good point. Say that uh, we should, that I should not judge even if I think or whatever, I should let God make the decision. He's well equipped to get rid of things because in my using my own understanding, we could lose some really great seed. <laughs> so Thank judgment to me is one of the things I see. Thank you. Any other observations? Please, everyone, feel free. This is how we grow. I just think you have to keep your eye on Christ. In God's kingdom, you know, focus on that and let God deal with the rest. I think that's enough for disciples is to focus and keep your eye on Christ. I just think that's out of this parable. That's what I see from when, when I just came in and listened and read myself now, you know, is because he said his yoke is easy. His burden that I learn of him. So seek, seek him first, you know, and, uh, and everything else uh, take care of itself because God is in control of everything. Thank you. 
any other observation. This is a great lesson now. observation, think about it now. Uh, the Bible says, he that has an ear, let him hear. Could it be that the weeds, think about this now. The Bible talks about adversity. David said, before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now have I kept that word. Adversity causes us to grow. What do you mean? Paul said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Dave, uh, uh, that happened with, with, with um, Joseph as well. As this, these weeds are zapping the nutrients from the soil, it's causing the good seed, the, the wheat, to have to struggle and grow stronger and grow taller. Also, as has been alluded, oftentimes the weeds are more entrenched than these wheat. Sometimes the weeds have been there longer. The weeds are deeper entrenched. But as they push down in the soil, they also push the wheat, the, the wheat up. Wheat gets more sunshine, gets more rain. Has to struggle harder, yes. But it also grows. I remember when my granddaughter Sasha was a little baby, and so was Titus. I'm sure it's with all of our children. 
I remember when she wouldn't holler, you couldn't even sit up. You have to prop her up. She couldn't even sit up. Tired of little fella, you could, you know, couldn't have to, I had to put him up by his arms to make him stand up. But as we put him on a walker and stood him up and walked with him, he began to grow. Sometimes the weeds need to stay there long enough to push the wheat up to make it grow. But again, I acknowledge as Chaplain Malcolm has said, and as my dear wife has said, there is a time for the removal of weeds. And weeds are not going to be taken into his barn. But Jesus calls it harvest time. And he calls it the harvest workers. Who are the harvest workers? <clears throat> what is our role in this? <clears throat> We're digging into this parable tonight. What do you see as we come towards the end of our study for tonight? The parable of the wheat and the weeds. What else do you see? What lessons? What, do you, what can we walk away with from this lesson tonight? Looking at the whole parable. Thinking back on what you said, um, which is interesting because there's so many things we could um, that could be inferred from this. That weed that is no good for us in a sense can become a crutch for us. You know, as you mentioned, that weed could cause the wheat to experience some more sunlight because as it pushes down, it forces the other one, the, the, the wheat up so you can get some more sunlight. And we can become real comfortable with that support that we're getting from it. And um, so I'm seeing that even though it's not good for us, we can allow it to become a crutch and we rely on it, which can be dangerous. That's another good observation. That's why these parables are so rich. But he said when the harvest time comes, the harvest workers are going to come. His angels. Sometimes it's the death angel. Sometimes God will remove, I'm spiritualizing it now, weeds through death. Paul said, let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eats and drinks unworthily eats and drinks damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. God sometimes will pull up the weeds through the angels of death. He pulls, so he sends the harvest workers. The first thing the harvest workers are going to do is going to remove the weeds. Going to tie them up in bundles and burn them. 
And then the harvest workers are going to gather in the wheat and place it in his barn. What I love about this is that in his barn, in his ultimate kingdom, there won't be any weeds. We have to deal with weeds right now. And again, as each of you saying, Dr. Fillmore, Chaplain Malcolm, my wife, all of you, let's not always make the weeds be somebody other than ourselves. We can have weeds in our own lives. And I hear you all saying that. Know you not that the kingdom of God is the way. There'll be no whoremongers, no liars, no sorcerers, no adulterers, no idolaters. These won't be in heaven. Get the weeds as we're growing. Jesus is saying we're still growing. It's a careful and a precise art. Not saying that church discipline is not important. Not saying that. But in this particular parable, he says the kingdom of heaven is like this. A man sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, an enemy came and planted weeds and left. And as the wheat began to grow, as the agricultural crop began to manifest itself, as the church began to grow, the book of Acts, as the number of disciples multi multiplied, there came a murmuring of the Greeks and the Hebrews. 